that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. We've seen that this word, evil day, really describes any day that you wake up and evil tries to get in your day. Maybe it's just a normal day, and all of a sudden you get a bad doctor's report. Evil has tried to enter your day. Or maybe you were having a normal day, and then something happens to your car, or your washing machine, or your computer, or your finances. Something happens that was unexpected, or maybe you've had a very difficult conflict in your marriage or with a friend. Something has just come out of control, and it seems like evil has come into your day. When you're walking in the power of God, and when you're dressed in the armor of God, you don't have to be a victim to your circumstances. Ephesians 6, verse 13 says, If you take unto you the whole armor of God, you're equipped to withstand in the evil day. Withstand is this wonderful Greek word, anti-stainai. Anti means against. The word stainai means to stand. When you put the two words together, it can be translated to stand against. But it's the picture of a soldier in a forward-moving position. He's not retreating. He's not hiding. Yes. He's not just trying to protect himself. But aggressively, he's standing against. He's pushing against. He's resisting. Or he's pushing evil back across the line. So anytime evil tries to invade your life, you are equipped with armor. That is, if you're walking in the power of God, because verse 11 teaches us clearly, it's the power of God that clothes us with his armor. If you're walking in the power of God, you have the armor of God. Yes. And that has put you in a position to push the evil, evil back, back across Woo! the line. Yes, It's so essential for you to walk in God's power and to walk in this weaponry on, so that your life remains free yes. of any kind of evil penetration. And at the end of verse 13, Paul makes this glorious statement. And having done all, stand. And as we saw in the last program, the Greek literally means having brought everything to an ultimate conclusion. I say this is God's prophetic declaration of what you're going to look like when the fight is finished. Mm. You may see yourself right now in the middle of the struggle. We tend to see ourselves as strugglers. But God doesn't see that. God sees the end. And he calls the end from the beginning. And God says, let me tell you what I see. Having brought everything to an ultimate conclusion, or as the King James Version says, having done all. You fought the fight. The battle is now over. And what do you look like at the end? You're not lying under the enemy, defeated and bleeding. But God declares you're standing. Woo! That is God's declaration about you. When your fight is finished, you're going to be standing. So then when you come to verse 14, Paul says, stand therefore, stand therefore, stand here, refers to a Roman soldier who's confident in who he is. He's assured that his weaponry is powerful. So he stands with his head high, his shoulders thrown back, very proud, very confident. It's almost the equivalent of Paul saying, since you're going to be standing at the end, when the battle's finished, since you're going to be the one standing, why don't you just begin standing now? Throw your shoulders back, hold your head high, be confident in the power and weaponry of God. Stand, therefore, let your standing begin now. And then he begins describing the individual pieces of weaponry which God has provided for me and for you. And he says, stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, 
having on the breastplate of righteousness, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all taking the shield of faith wherewith you're able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. He describes seven pieces of weaponry. But it begins in verse 14 with a loin belt of truth. And very quickly, I want to review this again. We covered it in the last program, but it's worth repeating. The loin belt was not exactly beautiful, but it was the most central and vital piece of weaponry which any Roman soldier had. No one would say, oh, what a Roman soldier. Oh, look at that loin belt. What an amazing loin belt. No one would even pay attention to the loin belt. People would probably talk about his helmet or his shield or his bright and shining breastplate, but nobody would say, wow, what a loin belt. But if a Roman soldier was without a loin belt, they would all be reminded that he was in serious trouble. The loin belt held everything together. Therefore, it was the most important piece of weaponry which a Roman soldier had. As I shared in the last program, a Roman soldier had a breastplate which usually was comprised of two parts, one that went down the front of the body and another that went down the back of the body. It was held together by the loin belt in the center of the soldier's body. If he didn't have a loin belt, then when he ran and when he fought, the breastplate would flap and would leave his sides open to attack. But the loin belt held it all together. Furthermore, there was a clip on the loin belt which supported the shield. There was a clip on the other side of the loin belt which supported the sword. There was a pouch on the back of the loin belt which held arrows and lances and spears. The loin belt was central to everything that a Roman soldier wore. And without a loin belt, he would come undone. Mm. Furthermore, the loin belt covered a soldier's reproductive organs. All of this is important. When we talk about the loin belt being a spiritual weapon, and Paul calls it truth. Truth, in this case, refers to the written word of God, the Bible. This is the only visible, material, spiritual weapon that we have. Of course, we have other weapons, but you can't see them and you can't touch them with your hands. You can't see faith. You can't touch faith. You can't see righteousness or touch righteousness. You can't see peace or touch peace. These are real weapons, but you can't see them. You can't touch them. But the loin belt of truth is so important that it passed from the spirit realm into the material realm and manifested as the Bible truth. And as long as you're walking in the Word of God, guess what? You'll have faith. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. God. We're told in Colossians chapter 3 to let the Word dwell in us richly, and it will be an umpire that gives peace to our heart. So if we have the Word of God working in our life, we have peace. If the Word of God working in our life, we have faith. As long as we're walking in the Word of God, we will enjoy the sense of our righteousness. Now, you'll be righteous anyway. Then when you walk in the Word of God, you really begin to enjoy the sense of your righteousness. When you walk in the Word of God, you begin to walk in everything that your salvation is to you, the helmet of salvation. The Word of God is absolutely central to everything. And when you get out of the Word, your pieces of weaponry begin to come to pieces. So I'm going to tell you, friend, 
You need to be committed to the Word of God. It needs to be a lamp to your feet, a light to your path. The Word of God needs to be something that is central to your life, just like it was central in the life of a Roman soldier. It also covered a Roman soldier's reproductive organs. Important, because when Peter writes, Peter says we're born again by the Word of God. The Word of God is God's reproductive ability. And as long as we're in the Word, we'll be creative. We're in the Word of God. We will have the supernatural ability to reproduce. When you get out of the Word, you might run on a little steam for a while, but eventually you'll run out of steam and you'll lose your ability to be creative or to produce. The Word of God is your production power. This is so very important. And Paul listens, lists truth as the first and the most vital piece of weaponry. But then he continues, and he says, and having on the breastplate of righteousness. He calls righteousness a breastplate. Well, the breastplate of a Roman soldier was primarily comprised of two pieces, one piece that went down the front, another that went down the back. And most often, the front and the back piece was held together by big brass rings that went across the top of the shoulders. It was comprised of multiple pieces of circular metal made of brass or made of bronze. It was very beautiful. It looked like the scales of a fish. And it protected the vital organs. It protected the heart, the lungs, the stomach, all the vital organs. And as long as a soldier was wearing his breastplate, he could be assured that he was protected. And because he was protected, his vital organs protected, he had confidence that he could march into a battle with no fear of being wounded. It gave him confidence. It gave him assurance. And Paul says, this is like righteousness. In the same way, when you know that you're the righteousness of God in Christ, you're no longer ashamed of who you are. You can throw your shoulders back, push your chest forward, and shine. Because you know you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Your heart is protected so that you won't be condemned. Your inward parts are protected so you're not going to be abused by the devil's words and accusations. In every way, you are protected. Something very important about these scales that look like the scales of a fish. The longer a Roman soldier walked in his breastplate, the more beautiful it became. Because the shingles or the pieces of metal would begin to rub against each other and would add a luster to each other. And the longer they walked in their breastplate, the more beautiful, the more gleaming the breastplate became. In the same way, the longer you walk in your righteousness mm. and enjoy your righteousness, the more radiant, the more beautiful, wow. the more gleaming okay. your sense of righteousness will become. Wow. There's something else about the breastplate. It was not just a defensive weapon, it was an offensive weapon. When a Roman soldier would walk out into the sun in the middle of the day, and the sun would hit his breastplate, it would begin to refract beautiful light, which would blind his opponent. Mm. And likewise, when okay. you walk in the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, you become so gleaming that it blinds the enemy. Mm. Wow, this is so powerful. Yes, yes. But Amen. wait, there's another weapon. The Bible continues to say, and having your feet, verse 15, shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. It's talking about shoes, and we know a lot about the shoes of a Roman soldier. Mm -hmm. They began at the knee and went to the ankle. Right. And from the knee to the ankle, 
They were called greaves. I'll explain this in just a moment. On the foot, they were covered with leather on the top, but on the bottom, they were covered with what was called hobnails, which were nails which were about that long. Wow. Now, why were they wearing so much metal on their legs and on their feet? Well, Roman soldiers were required to walk through rocky places. Okay. And if their legs were not protected, their legs would be gashed. Wow. If they made it beyond the rocks, very often they had to walk through thorny places. And if their legs were not protected, the thorns would cut and lacerate their legs. And if they made it beyond the rocks and made it beyond the thorns, a favorite tactic of the enemy was to kick one in the shins, break his legs, get him down, and then decapitate him. Oh, wow. But because the Roman soldier's legs were covered with metal, he could be kicked and kicked and kicked, and it would never affect his legs. Wow. His legs would remain unbroken. No wonder Paul calls this peace. Peace protects us. The Bible calls it the peace of God. Actually, there's two kinds of peace mentioned in the New Testament. There's peace with God. That's what we experience when we get saved, when the hostility between us and God is removed, and suddenly we're at peace with God. But then there's the peace of God. And that's what Paul now is describing as a weapon. The peace of God is a protective peace. Yeah. It comes upon us. Yes. So that when we walk through rocky places, we're not affected. Yes. When we're required to walk through thorny situations, we're not lacerated. We're not cut. When the enemy tries to kick us in the shins, mm. it has no effect because we're totally covered with the peace of God. Maybe you at some point have experienced the peace I'm talking about. Going through a very difficult time, but you were not even aware of it. Other people even said to you, how are you surviving this difficult time? And you wondered what they were talking about. Yes, Everyone could see your situation clearly except you. Right. <laughs> Why didn't you see it was so rocky and so thorny? Because the peace of God was supernaturally keeping you. Okay. This is a keeping peace, the peace of God, which protects you through every situation. So you can keep moving forward regardless of your circumstances. Amen. But wait. On the bottom of a Roman soldier's shoes, there were hobnails. These hobnails were deadly. That's why I called the shoes of a Roman soldier killer shoes. They were deadly. For example, if Roman soldiers were marching in a parade, they would lift their feet and stomp very hard as they marched. And they were told, you're Roman soldiers, you stop for no one. If someone falls in the road in front of all of you soldiers, they shouldn't have fallen in your way. Don't stop and pick them up. Don't even take time to be polite. Just keep marching. Well, just imagine hundreds of Roman soldiers stomping, stomping, stomping with hobnails on the bottom of their shoes, stomping over a victim. What would the victim look like by the time they passed through? Hamburger meat, totally smashed, totally ruined pounded by the hobnails on the bottom of Roman soldiers' shoes. That is precisely the picture Paul has in mind in Romans 16, verse 20. The only mention of the devil in the whole book of Romans, and this is it. And the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet 
shortly. Paul is drawing on this picture of stomping Roman soldiers. It's the equivalent of saying, if the devil is dumb enough to get in front of you, don't stop and ask him to move. Just keep Just marching and him. pound as hard as you can <laughs> on your way through. Leave him slaughtered on the ground behind Amen. you. <laughs> the peace of God protects us. Yes. It keeps us. And it enables us to keep marching regardless of the circumstances. But then Paul mentions another weapon. In verse 16, he says, Above all, taking the shield of faith. It sounds at first like the shield of faith is more important than the rest because the King James Version says above all. But that's not right. We've already seen from verse 14 that the loin belt is the most important piece of weaponry, the written word of God. Then what does it mean in verse 16 when it says above all taking the shield of faith? Well, the Greek says epipassin. It doesn't mean above all. It means covering all. It describes the position of faith. Faith is supposed to be out front. Faith is aggressive. It's not something that works behind us. It's something that is in front of us, out front, covering everything. We find the active position of faith. And Paul calls faith a shield, a shield of faith. Well, there were two kinds of shields. The first was called aspis, and an aspis shield was round, it was small, and it was decorative. This was carried by Roman soldiers, usually in ceremonies or parades, but you could never use it in a combat. The word that is used here is the word thurion, and the word thurion is the identical Greek word for a door, just like the door in the room where you are, an oblong door. When a Roman soldier would come into the infantry, he would be measured. He was measured from side to side, from top to bottom, and a shield was fabricated to meet his dimensions. Mm. It didn't matter whether he was tall or whether he was small. He was made a shield that was sufficient to cover him. This is exactly why Paul said in Romans chapter 12, verse 3, God's given to every man the, the measure, measure of faith. Of faith. Wow. Don't compare your faith to your neighbor. Amen. Don't say, well, they got more than me. It doesn't matter how much they got. The Bible teaches clearly. When you came into the kingdom of God, God measured you from side to side, from top to bottom. Mm. That's what the Bible means in Romans 12, 3, when it says God gave to every man the measure of faith. So rather than say someone else got more than you, embrace what you have. You have enough faith to make sure you're covered from top to bottom and from side to side. But there's something else important about this shield. The shield of a Roman soldier was made out of leather. And because it was made out of leather, it could become brittle. The only way that a shield would really remain effective in battle is if it remained soft. So every morning, the first duty of a Roman soldier was to take oil and he was to anoint his shield. Oh. He would rub oil into his shield. And it was the rubbing of that oil into the shield which caused the shield to remain soft and to remain effective in battle and not brittle. In the same way, your faith continually needs a new anointing with the Holy Spirit. You don't need to operate on an old faith that becomes brittle, but you need a constant new application of the Spirit on your faith. That's why you need good faith teaching. But there was something else. Before a Roman soldier would go into battle, he would take his shield and would dip it in water and leave it there. Mm. And the leather would begin to saturate the water and it would become very heavy. 
but it would become water saturated. Okay. Well, we know that in Scripture, water is representative of the Word of God. In the same way, you've got to douse your faith in the Word of God. When a Roman soldier's shield was doused in water and it saturated that water, it was then effective in extinguishing the arrows that were sent against it. And that's what Paul says here at verse 16. With winch, you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Faith will enable you to ricochet every attack of the enemy if your faith is anointed, fresh, not brittle, if your faith is doused in the word of God, word saturated. Then he says in verse 17, and take the helmet of salvation. The word helmet is simply the Greek word kephelia. Kephelia is the word for the head. The word peri means around, something that surrounds the head or something that surrounds the mind. Well, the enemy carried a battle axe. And in a very real way, a battle axe kind of worked like a boomerang. You would throw it at your opponent. And the goal was to hit your opponent in the back of the neck and to take his head off. And for that reason, the helmet of a Roman soldier didn't just cover his head, but even went down the back of his neck and rested on his back so that if that battle axe hit him, it could not take off the head. Paul says, our helmet is salvation. Interesting that salvation is wrapped around the head, around the mind, Mm. where we think. We need to know what we think. Mm. We need to know what we believe. Come on now. Salvation. It's delivering power. Yes. It's saving power. Yes. It's preserving power. Everything given to us in the cross in Christ, everything that belongs to us in our salvation needs to be wrapped around our head. Our head needs to be covered with what we believe about our salvation because the enemy has a battle axe. Mm. And he would like to whack away at what you believe. Yes. He would like to whack away at your faith until he takes away from you healing. Mm. Until he takes away from you soundness. Until he takes away from you prosperity. He'll leave you with nothing but heaven if you'll allow him to do it. So Paul says our minds need to be surrounded with salvation. And he calls this a helmet. Then in verse 17, he discusses the sword of the spirit. One translator calls this the sword which the Spirit yields. The word word that is used in this verse is the word rhema. Now, we've already seen that the loin belt is the written word of God. But now we're talking about a rhema, a rhema word. This word rhema describes something that is fresh, something that is suddenly quickened, or something that is specific. We see an example of this in Jesus' temptation in the wilderness. Jesus was the Word of God. That's who He was. But when the enemy came, the Holy Spirit would quicken certain verses to Him. And those verses had sword power. It would put the enemy to flight. Mm. The Holy Spirit would put a sword in Jesus' hand, would put a sword in Jesus' mouth. These were quickened verses of Scripture that I say had sword power. Arema is when the Holy Spirit quickens a verse of the Bible, and that verse suddenly has the ability to put the enemy to flight. But wait, there has to be one more piece of weaponry, because this is called the whole armor of God, and so far there's one piece missing, and that is the lance. But it's here. It's in verse 18. Praying always with all prayer and supplication 
in the spirit. What was a lance? A lance is what you use to hit your enemy from a distance. Mm. If you hit your enemy from a distance, you would never have to have a sword. Yes. That's what prayer is. Mm. Prayer yes, is dealing Lord. with the Thank devil at a distance. Lord, if we're affected with prayer, we can hurl the lance of yes, prayer and intercession into the spirit and deal with the devil before he ever gets into our territory. So now we've seen Ephesians chapter 6, verse 14 to 18, all the pieces of spiritual weaponry yes. which God has given to you and to me. Amen. And we're out of time. But it's been great to be with you today. Yes, Lord. And I want to remind you that if you need prayer, we're here for you. Amen. Use the information that is on the screen. Let us know how to pray. And I promise you that my team and myself, we will pray for you. Amen. But as we close, I want to remind you of Ecclesiastes 8.4, which says, Where the word of a king is, there's power. Yes. Let God's word release its power in your life today. And I'll see you in the next program. Amen. Oh my gosh, that is so powerful. Oh my gosh, this is just so awesome. That was Rick Renner, R-I-C-K-R-E-N-N-E-R. I'm going to put the information on um, in the description. Um, he has a book that described the shield. And um, it is so awesome because I literally... If y'all watch the Monday Night Throwdown, I literally dressed by speaking and declaring the the armory, the our weapons of armory, our weapons, right? And so he has the book based on how Paul, back in the Roman days, how they dress, and so it's so important that if we begin to visualize our weaponry we'll have a better visual on defeating the enemy, don't you think? And so we'll become more authoritative. Like I have a boom factor um, testimony that I'm going to share uh, on another feed, but I just want you guys to, um, he has study notes. It's renner.org. I'm going to put all that on the feed so you guys can follow him. Because I'm telling you all, the next couple of years, it's going to be some serious, serious, supernatural manifestation, you guys. All right? And so, you're going to have to know who you are in Christ. You're going to have to know how to fight the devil out here, these witches and warlocks. You're going to have to have enough assurance to know that, hey, I'm big and bad, but guess what? I need Jesus and the Holy Ghost to help me fight against this, this, because he... You got to understand the devil is wicked. He cunning and his whole object is to kill you. That's it. He wants your soul. So I'm going to do my best when God lead me to listen to something or whatever. I'm going to plug y'all in. I'm not going to leave you guys hanging. All right. So um, hold tight. I am going to list his information and feel free to download his um, his teachings if you have any questions for me, feel free to send me an email address. I mean, send me an email at this email address. It's um, Dr. D. I'm trying to see which platform I'm on. Dr. D. Boom Factor Show at gmail.com. You can also call and leave a message at um, 
808-908-9168. Okay, leave a message. Give me 24 to 48 hours to call you back. Or uh, when uh when you when you call, leave me your email, or when you send me an email, I will have it, okay? Let me know what country, what state, what city you you from, and what platform that you are listening to us on. Ooh, it's storming outside. But um, this is like a a, a 30, 30 minute teaching, so I'm about to get off. Um, here's a, I don't know if the other platforms will be able to see his information, so you can go to um, renner.org. Is r e n n e r dot org. He has some free uh, resources that you can download and listen to his videos. Uh, I'm about to have my videos all on one page, all the podcasts. Um, we getting that structure right now. Uh, I do have Redeemed by the Blood uh, Ministries website, and that's kind of full of everything. But I'm also I'm gonna also um, have it where you guys can. Have every, you know, when you go to Redeemed by the Blood Ministries, that's the umbrella. But I'm going to have, like, the link. So you go to the link for the radio, the podcast program. You go to the link for International Missions to find out what's going there, okay? I have the gallery. You go to um, um, the entrepreneurship. I, you know what I'm saying? That's the hub. Everything's going to be on that, that um, feed on www.redeembytheblood.org. That's R as in rabbit, E-D as in David, E-E-M-B-Y-T-H-E-B as in boy, L as in Larry, O-O-D.org, O-R-G, Redeemed by the Blood. All right? All right, peoples. God bless you guys. I pray this was a blessing for you to understand your um your weaponry is they put on the whole armor of god and we just heard a awesome explanation in a visualization of what the armor looks like when you put it on and how it will look like to the enemy when he looks at you in the spirit okay god bless this dr d with the boom factor what's up what's up what's up i am bodacious warrior my subscribers over there God bless you, and I pray this was a blessing to you guys also. Okay, peace. Okay, you guys, this is Dr. D. I'm about to take me a nap because it seems like I can't get focused. But uh, I guess I could share it for the wacky. It's not really wacky. It's just awesome testimony that I read a post, I reposted it, then I acted upon it and it worked. So, I'm going to share it. (laughs) Well, got up from work. It was like crazy because I thought I was going to miss my bus, right? And, um, so I got blessed, then did the episode, because it's like the Lord was just revealing to me about the word, thank you. And remember, we we did, that was the word for the day. Thank you, right? Well, um, I was blessed from the bus driver and 
I saw this post. Somebody posted this on my feed, so I reposted it, right? Now I'm trying to find it so I can read it to you guys. Why every time I try to do something here? It's giving me what I don't want. <laughs> okay, so it's still not showing it. Man, the blood of Jesus. So it was talking about favor, right? But this is what it was saying about the favor. See if I can pull it up. They got so much stuff going on the airways, you guys. We got to got to lock and load, y'all. And they got a uh, a preacher on. Uh, he's telling the truth, but he fussing, right? Talking about the people and they giving. And that is true, though. You know, people give and do what they want to do. And I can honestly say that's why I'm not going to debt for nobody. You know, they're trying to tell me, oh, you got to have your workshops. Have your workshops at a hotel. You'll get more people. The devil is a lie. I got this conference room right in his office. If, you know, we'll fill that up until there's standing room only. I'm not getting a debt for nobody. And I'm not trying to impress nobody or nothing. Because at the end of the day, I got to pay for all that. You see, and that's what happened with these preachers at these churches. They get these big old elephants, and they expect the members to sacrifice, you know what I'm saying? Sacrifice their monies to help maintain their building and not realizing these people got their own household to take care of, you know? Bad enough, you're getting a 10%, you know? And I believe in giving because I do give, y'all, but I'm just saying, like, you know, because this this preacher and killed itself. Now they got this hotline thing going on on Facebook about shame on the members. You should be praying for your leaders. And you know what I say, and I know that I got preachers listening to me and I know I got pastors listening to me. So no shade on you guys. Cause I'm a pastor too. All right. I may not be in that magnitude like you guys do having a big edifice and find cars and all that stuff because that's not the road God told me to go. And I'm waiting because he say he's going to give me everything. I'm trusting in his word. And see, that's what's happening. You know, these ministers hop up, they call, they get anointed in a parting, get commissioned, then they go out here and get these buildings, you know, and, and depending on the people that's in the church to pay the bills. Oh no, I'm not getting stuck like Chuck like that. The devil is a lie. Now where is this feed? Oh no. Mm-mm. And so this man on here talking about the offerings and when they say building fund, instead of the people giving extra above their building fund, they take their offering. <laughs> it's not funny, no, but they take their offering and switch it to the building fund. So now the money is growing for the building fund, but now the offerings are low, which is true because I, I, I was church administrator for several churches, so I know how they go, and that is true. No, they don't, nobody's not going to give extra. You see what I'm saying? And see, that bites you, that bites you. Stuff like that happen, man. So that's why we have to learn how to wait, wait on the Lord. 
I am waiting on daddy. I am not going in debt for nobody. I'm not trying to prove nothing to nobody. You know what I'm saying? It is what it was. So you don't want to come and serve. You know, you don't come and worship. You don't want to give to me. And I'm I'm sowing seeds all over to everybody in Houston. Well, not to everybody, but people that I'm connected with, you know. And I give to, right? Above. I can actually say I live on the 10% and give the 90. I can really say that, y'all. And I have the paperwork to prove it. How, how can you do that, Dr. D.? I don't know. Only Jesus knows. Where is this little ad? Okay, here it go. Here it go. Okay, so I said all I have to say this, y'all. Lord have mercy. I know how much time I didn't waste. Six minutes. Six minutes trying to find this thing. Okay, so when I, when I got in here and I did the thank you, the word of wisdom was thank you. Remember we were supposed to do that? And I hope y'all had some exciting thank yous because look how my thank you did for me today. Oh, my gosh. I was so blessed. So, the post was, it's like a picture, and it said, I walk in divine favor. The favor of God goes before me today, changing rules, regulations, and policies. Whoa. So, what I did, I laid hold to that, and I read it out loud, and said, yeah, Lord, today I'm walking in favor. The world rules, regulations, and policies do not apply to me. And so then I added on top of it, I put, I receive his grace to understand the faith. Now I'm living by faith, working through love that brings me favor from almighty above. Y'all know I got to add my little freestyle in there, right? So with that said, (laughs) I went to sleep, right? Okay, so God put me to sleep too. Oh my gosh, it was so peaceful. And all of a sudden I was hearing bang, bang, boom, boom. Then I'm hearing somebody open up the door. That's a doggone maintenance. I said, well, hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> oh, how can I help you? Oh, I need. we need to come and check the area. I said, well, you need to get out of here for a second and let me come open up the door because I'm laying down. I was asleep. And so, so I knew they was next door to me. So I went next door. I'm like, why is y'all making all this noise? And they said, oh, we, we, we got a new tenant coming in here, so we need to, I just need to check the air conditioning because it's too cold. And I said, yeah, you're right, it's too cold. My office is too cold, too. I said, well, come on. I said, because I have to give me some rest. Now, I ain't even looked at the clock yet, y'all. I'm thinking it's like 12 o'clock, right? Let me show you how good God put me to sleep. I had just probably went to sleep around 6 o'clock. That was this morning, right? About 6 o'clock. So when they came in here, take the little thing. Oh no, you good? I'm like, wow, really? Thanks very much. Just got me out my rest. Oh, I apologize, y'all. I looked at that clock. I wanted to scream. It was eight o'clock. I was, what? Eight? Are you serious, Lord? Two hours sleep? Wow. So that just like broke my whole concentration, right? So I said, you know what? Let me get on up because I had to go to the post office. My mama told me to go check the post office. So I went to check the post office. Ain't nothing was in there. All right. Went to the store. I grabbed me some raisin bran and some milk. All right. Came back. 
Well, as I was coming back, I was checking my phone. Then all of a sudden, they said, no service. No service? What are they talking about? Well, you know, the other day I said it cut off again, right? This time, y'all, my phone was suspended. It was cut off. Man, I'm not going to have no money till next week. That's what I said while I was walking to the bus stop, right? I said, Lord have mercy, Jesus. I said, I just declare that I'm walking in favor that the policies and regulations don't apply to me. Father, in the name of Jesus. Then it, the clouds was coming, it was thundering. Da, 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 da. I said, oh, Lord, angels, come on now. I don't need to get wet. I said, you know what? This this is this is this this is not really going that good, Lord, but I thank you. <laughs> I thank you, Daddy. Y'all, let me tell y'all what happened. By the time I walked across the street to the bus stop, looked like it took forever to come. It was getting blacker and blacker, right? So I felt in my spirit that the I felt in my spirit was talking to me like call T Mobile. Because I was trying to call my mom, and I still ain't call my mom. Lord have mercy, I got to call my mom. But not right now. I got to go to sleep as soon as I get off this this feed with y'all. I'm laying down right now talking to y'all. So it said, call T-Mobile. I said, man, I can't call T-Mobile. I'm saying that to myself. Because T-Mobile going to want some money before they cut anything on. Y'all know how they operate. And all that I heard the Spirit say, regulations, this, <laughs> You're not in the systems of this world. You're in the systems of your God. Call T-Mobile. And I was like, whoa, okay, I forgot about that. The rules and regulations and policies don't apply to me. All right, thank you, Jesus. Y'all, I called T-Mobile, right? And I was praying to I said, Lord, please get somebody a favor. Let somebody have favor on me. Because I didn't have any money, y'all. I didn't have nothing. You know, I get paid tomorrow. That's going to rent. All of the whole check. I have nothing. So when I pay the rent, I'm going to be like literally walking on water, right? So, (laughs) y'all, let me tell y'all how good God is. My God, my God, my Lord. So I call a lady. I mean, they switched me over to T Mobile. Uh, uh, Excuse me. See, I got to go to sleep now. Um,. They had the animator on there, so I pressed it so we can go to a customer service. Because they said, do you want to make a payment? You know, press one, press two. No, I don't want to make no payment. I want to talk to somebody. <laughs> so the young lady came on, all polite and cook, you know. Hi, my name is Keisha, and I will be your account manager for today. How can I help you, Miss Irving? I'm like, whoa. Well, that's the first professional co- um, customer service that I ever received in a very long time. Well, Miss Keisha, I hope you can help me because I'm in a tight bind right now. My phone, y'all, is disconnected. I said I know the bill was due, but I thought it was due September 5th. It's still August. I say, and I have some very important um, phone calls to make during this weekend. Matter of fact, I'm in the middle of a negotiation. I need to have access to my phone. So she said, well, okay, what's your passcode? Yada, 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 right? She said, well, Miss Irvin, this is what I can do for you. Since I want you to know that I, from this day forward, I will be your account manager. Whoa. So right then I said, really, Keisha? I said, Keisha, guess what? Thank you. 
She said, oh, okay. She said, you're welcome. Remember, you don't have to wait on the line anymore. I'm going to send you my information in my name, and I will be your account manager. I said, that is so wonderful. Keisha, thank you. Listen to where I'm going, y'all. She said, yes, I opened up the account. Oh, I'm so sorry, Miss Irvin. Yes, it is disconnected. And it is $99 and something cents, she said, y'all, for it to be restored. Are you willing to pay something today? I said, Keisha, let me tell you, girl, I've been in the warfare all this week. For real, for real. I mean, to the point my best friend wanted to punch me in my face. She said, what? I said, yeah, and I was so hurt, and I don't want to rehearse that. I say it's one thing after another, but today, nah, it can't be my phone, Keisha. This is my livelihood. Is it some kind of way you can help me out? I have no money to pay for nothing until next week. She said, Miss Irvin, hold on for a moment. Let me go and revisit your account. So, while she's doing that, y'all, it's getting black, right? It's getting black, it's lightning, thundering, and I'm walking back and forth like, man, the blood of Jesus. Please, angels, my angels that are assigned to me, hold this rain back. I can't afford to get wet out here. You know that office freezing in there. My God. <laughs> I started praying, y'all. I said, Lord God, just declare that I live in divine favor. And you say the favor of God goes before me and change the rules and regulations and the policies of this world. I don't belong to this system. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I hold on to that word today. I do not live in this system. Y'all, the girl came back. Only thing I can say is boom shakalaka. Boom factor. Boom factor for me and boom shakalaka on the devil. She said, uh, Miss Urban, you have been a loyal customer to us for a very long time. And this is what I can do for you. I have approved. I have approval to put you on a payment plan. And your first payment won't be done, I mean, won't be due until September 12th, and that'll be $81 on a Wednesday. Is that okay for you? I say, is that okay? I say, Keisha, I wish I was right there. I'll give you a hug and look in your eyes and say, thank you. <laughs> she said, oh, no problem. She said, now, also, the bill was $350-something, so we got that. I got... Um, I was able to bring that down. We gave you a discount. And so now you're going to pay $81 on the 12th. And then the next week, you're going to pay the other $81. So I got the bill down to 100 and something dollars. Is that satisfactory for you? I say, Keisha, if I was there, I'll give you a hug and say, thank you. <laughs> she said, oh, Miss Irvin, it's been a pleasure. And yeah, I know it seems like it's tough sometimes, but your breakthrough is right there. I say, yes, it is, Keisha, and I'm breaking through it. I'm telling you, if you only know all the things that I had to encounter, but I thank you, and I'm going to break through, and I appreciate what you did for me today. And so, y'all, Lord, have mercy. I'm telling y'all, it's something in the atmosphere. We have to fight back with the word with our mouth. With the word, with our mouth, we got to speak it on the atmosphere, the atmosphere, and then we have to do something. Now, I would have, if I would have been angry and mad, you know what I'm saying? And like, huh, my phone off, I ain't got no money, yada, yada, yada. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even be capable of hearing the Holy Spirit tell me 
to call T-Mobile and look how he worked that thing out. And y'all know for T-Mobile, and it's over 15 minutes, I got to go. Y'all know for T-Mobile and any of these phone companies, they're going to want some money. You ain't getting no service back on unless you have some money. So that's my um, my little experience. I ain't going to say it was wacky, but it was operating out of wisdom because God did tell us this morning, I moved on a prophetic word. And look what God did. He told us to be thankful. Wow. So I just want to encourage you guys out there. You might have to do the same. Speak it out loud and go beyond a call. What you might think you may have to do because of the world and the system, we're not connected to the system. Well, I know I'm not. Any believers that believe in Christ Jesus, you are not in this world. I mean, you are not of this world. You in it, but not of it. You're not, you're not, uh, we abide by the laws of the land, but the laws of the land do not abide in us, meaning it don't control us, it don't dictate us, it don't tell us about how, when, what about you, all right? So, I'm about to go to sleep now, so I can get up and go to work tonight, until then, deuces, this Dr. D with the Boom Factor. Much love, peace, joy, and happiness. <laughs>